you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Welcome to and Good Morning Football, presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky. We're live. We're in New York City, which is a fantastic play to play football, by the way. Uh, it's Monday, October 10th. I'm Jamie Erdahl. That's Kyle Brandt, Peter Strager, and a Super Bowl champion to my left, Jason McCourty. I feel like everyone at the table is happy. The Patriots had a great win. The Giants looked amazing. Time uh -huh. for the lead block. Time for the lead block. <laughs> Good morning, football. We don't know what that Giants trainer was doing either, but let's talk Bengals-Ravens. We've been trying to figure it out. All right, Lamar stats really modest last night it was not the crazy mvp type show but all right the ravens win 19 to 17 remember this is the third time this season the bengals have lost on the last play of the game it's also 10 straight sunday night football losses for the bengals that is rough 10 straight but let's hear from the winners 1917 the ravens get to three and two lamar jackson and a not at all worried joe burrow after the game like these type of games, it helps your team build, you know, build strength. Because, you know, um, hopefully make it to the playoffs. That's the type of game it's going to be, you know, tough games. And that's a, that's a tough team. You know, Bengals played a great game. Shouts out to our defense, too, because they've been getting a lot of, you know, a lot of noise about how they've been playing. And I just want to say they play lights out. We got to do our job and put points on the board because we missed a lot of opportunities out there. But shout out to them guys because they did their thing tonight. Tough loss. It's frustrating, but uh, there's still a lot of football to be played. So we're not going to panic, obviously. 0-2 in the division is not ideal, but like I said, a lot of football to be played. Still going on a run here before the bye, and still got everything in front of us. You know what is ideal? The way the Ravens rebounded after a brutal loss last week at home to come back and win that game Sunday Night Football. It was awesome. Big takeaways, though, from Baltimore's divisional win against mm. the Bengals last yeah. night. Jamie, they were up 10-0 in this game, and they were rolling away, and they did what they've been doing all season. They let the mm -hmm. other team come right back mm -hmm. in it, mm -hmm. and it was 10-10, to and then, of course, the Bengals would eventually take a 17-16 lead before Lamar goes on that drive, but as you saw that highlight, you're like, all right, the Bengals are, are coming, and the, Ravens are, and the Ravens are back. Well, the Ravens went Back to basics. This is rather mm -hmm. good defense, which we were calling them out all week, and Lamar and Andrews when it mattered. Okay, yeah. this was not Lamar's highlight reel game. This right. was not a ton of. This was bread and butter, Give me that. meat and potatoes, eight catches, 89 yards, and a score. And in the third quarter, where they really needed to get the offense going, Lamar relied on his guy, number 89. And these guys were drafted in the same draft class. Lamar, first round pick. Andrews, a third round pick. Ironically, Hayden Hurst, who was also in that draft class, was killing him from the Bengals. He was having a great game. Um, but this is what they got back to. And then, you know, who closes the door at the end? Greatest kicker to ever play the game. Mm -hmm. And they went, that's Ravens football. Not giving up 24 points in the fourth quarter. Not letting a team come back from 20 to 3. This could have been a horrendous morning for us if we're the Ravens and they lose this game because you're up again 10-0. Yeah. The Bengals are giving you this game and there were questionable decisions. No, no, no. They found a way and they went back to the three basic things that they need. Lamar, 
Andrews. And Tucker. And Tucker. Yeah. And that's how they're going to win games in the AFC. Congrats to them. They finally get a home win. It's been five home games since they won one. They get one on their sixth. Yeah, you said it. Good defense. And when you look at Cincinnati, Joe Burrow only attempted one pass 20 yards down the field. And when we watched him a year ago, that's what it was all about, those chunk plays, hitting Jamar Chase on the outside, throwing the ball deep down the field to T. Higgins. And they haven't been able to do that this season. And Joe Burrow said after the game, there's just nothing down the field if teams are going to continue to play us like this. He averaged four yards per attempt last night. That is not the Bengals' offense that we're accustomed to seeing. And like you said, give the Ravens defense some credit because Marlon Humphrey, all of those guys all week talked about, hey, they have a ton of weapons over there. We got to slow them down. We have to figure out a way to keep it in front of us. And that is exactly what they did last night. Yes, the Bengals were able to hit on some plays. They were able to come back. But they didn't get those big chunk yep. plays that their offense is accustomed to having. And when they do, don't do that, they're just not the same. We, and you can see they're missing that. Do we undervalue or underestimate the importance of T. Higgins when you you see that game last night, like there was no let's go get it. And that's Not the Bengals that. offense. Jamar was great, but no Higgins. I felt it. To your point, Jamar Chase was great. Had like eight catches for 50 yards mm -hmm. because there so much attention is being paid to him. When you have T. Higgins on the other side, and we saw it last week versus Miami. They, Miami put their best corner, Xavier Howard, on him, mm -hmm. and they doubled everybody away from the field. So it was just X and T. Higgins one-on-one. T. Higgins was able to make a few plays because that's tough for any cornerback. A guy, and there's nobody else in your vicinity, they definitely missed T. Higgins as he sat on the bench last night. Well, 7.07 a.m. Eastern right now is a home game for them. I imagine some of the Ravens might be filing into the facility. Mm. A yep. little treatment, maybe a little breakfast, maybe even checking in from the Ravens cafeteria from which this Marlon Humphrey take derived last week. Let's revisit it. The cafeteria will humble you. You got Good Morning Football, NFL Network, Stephen A. You know, it's something I want to do one day, so I think some guys will be mad at me one day. But it's humbling to look up there and be like, dang, we got Marcus Peters, Ballhawk, got me, Marcus Williams, Dog, Chuck, all these guys, great players, but you know, we're still trying to come together. I mean, to look up there and be eating lunch and you see 32nd, you're just like, it's great to see because, you know, I, I like to stay humble. But we're still trying to gel together, and we really want to get that, you know, 32nd down. Guys, let's all say good morning to the cafeteria. Good morning, Ravens Good morning, Ravens cafeteria. everybody. Baltimore, we love you. And you know why we love you? Because I see 17 points next to the Cincinnati Bengals. You broke a five-game home, home game losing streak. And you know what? Jamar Chase did have eight touches. He had for 50 yards. Yep. That is the most explosive player who became a superstar walking over you, your logo, your defense. He didn't do it. Joe Burrow threw for 941 yards against you last year in two games. That's a record. Not tonight. They're doing shovel passes at the goal line because you guys played D and you hit people. So you've earned that breakfast burrito, whatever the hell you're eating. The Baltimore Ravens felt like they were kind of back. And I'm thrilled to hear it. Marlon, we love you. Baltimore, you're 3-2. You're right where you need to be, Jim. Yeah, let's focus on that shovel pass, shall oh, we? Because okay, the defense go got stuff. But <laughs> you're on the road, Zach Taylor and the yeah. Bengals. You traipse all the way down to the two-yard line, and you don't try to run the ball one time in four attempts. No. You throw the ball at the back of your tight end's back in Hayden Hurst. Okay, that didn't work. Turn around. Nope. All right, got it. Ah, Not there. Okay. Then I think the next would be the failed Philly special. Okay, so Joe Burrow runs out. There's a guy sitting in the end zone. Joe Burrow's like, shoot, where am I going to go? Is he going to hit him on the crossing play? Can't. Uh, Marcus Peters, beautiful defensive play, <laughs> wow. and he celebrated the way he should. Then we're going to go a short completion right, pass up the middle. Okay, almost there. Got it. 
And then what are we doing? What are we doing you on the one yard line? Jimmy? Yes, I do take the field goal because you put yourself in a situation that you're not, you don't remain behind. Yeah. This is, this was four minutes left in the third quarter. This isn't a, if we get the ball back, you yeah. were getting mm -hmm. the ball back. Put yourself in a tie game situation. Zach Taylor, I, I, and then he, then there's that bad shot of him like kind of coming after Lyle, Lyle Collins, Collins yeah. saying, you missed a block. No, you tried a shovel pass mm -hmm. on a fourth down play at the two yard at a shotgun with an empty backfield. What was that? Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Run the Take ball. The points. I also, the Philly special call is something like, to me, and, and it's interesting because Zach's little brother, Press Taylor, actually was the one who called the Philly special for the Eagles oh, way yeah. back when. But if you call the Philly special when you got Nick Foles and you're a backup going against Tom Brady, I don't know if you need the Philly special when you've got Joe Burrow yeah. and you guys are marching and yeah. you're moving the ball. There's so many head-scratching coaching decisions this week that like mm -hmm. we could do a whole show on just mm -hmm. what's Nathaniel Hackett doing what what is Matt LaFleur doing what is yeah it? and last night it was like the icing on the cake what mm -hmm. was Zach yeah. Taylor doing yeah. that one? And, it, and like I just kind of circle back again to like it's not like you were gonna get the ball back like that was such a what I find a benign part of the game like just hang it mm -hmm. like and being down a field goal on the road mm -hmm. is not a good position to be in as opposed to potentially yeah. being tied and it was you that type two, of game and it was that type of game put yourself in a better position uh that was that felt good to get off our chest uh, NFL Network inside Ian Rappaport is going to join us now. He's got the latest on injury news um, from a very busy Sunday, which went from sunup to sundown. Ian, what's going on across the league? It was the first week of the NFL's new concussion protocol, which, were, which was agreed to uh, with the NFLPA late on Saturday. And essentially what this meant, Jamie, was a more conservative approach, especially if a player exhibits ataxia which is basically stumbling or loss of neurological function. What Tua did that, of course, led to all this discussion over the course of the last week. So what did we see yesterday? Teddy Bridgewater in the end zone, goes down, hits his head, and then according to the spotter in the stadium, this is my understanding of what happened, according to the spotter in the stadium, he exhibited some form of ataxia. So Teddy Bridgewater did not have any concussion symptoms other than this. He passed all of the tests in the locker room, but because the spotter believed that he saw him stumble. He was in the concussion protocol, and he was out for this game. This is why we saw Skylar Thompson from the Miami Dolphins finish this game at quarterback and why there certainly are more questions than answers surrounding the Dolphins. Tua Tagovailoa still in the NFL's concussion protocol. We'll see if he is able to progress going forward this week. Meanwhile, another quarterback status that we've been tracking for, oh, I don't know, the last four and a half weeks, I would say, Dak Prescott still trying to come back from that fractured thumb, had surgery. This is about the four, a little after the four-week mark, and this was the first time it was realistic for him to maybe get out there and play. But from what I understand, he's still got a long way to go before he is able to practice on Wednesday. Still can't fully grip a football. Still isn't at a point where he could not re-injure it. So it's not ruled out for this game against the Eagles, but considered a long shot to be able to practice on Wednesday and play on Sunday. That would be an interesting turnaround if he is unable to not practice until Wednesday, considering Cooper Rush remains unbeaten as a Cowboys quarterback in his tenure. Things are getting hot in Carolina, not in a great way. Niners rolled in this one despite plenty of injuries. Jimmy looks great, 37-15, 3-2. But Tottenham Hotspur, my mm. friends. We go to Tottenham Hotspur. This is the 32nd game in London ever. It is the first one ever with two teams with a winning record. Daniel Jones, have a day. New York Giants, one of the biggest stories in sports. Four and one. From London to the desert, the battle of the birds. Eagles, go ahead and celebrate. You remain undefeated. Eagles would win 20 to 17. One that came down to the wire. Kyler and Cliff sliding, sliding, spiking a whole bunch. What did those two have to say after the game? 
that we battled. You know, it's a very good football team. Well coached, great roster. Thought we had a chance at times to, to make some plays to win it and uh, just didn't get it done. But just the effort, and, and I thought their effort, I thought it was a heck of a football game. Everybody played hard and you hate to uh, lose those. Processing, uh, processing the game, you know, not thinking about things we could have done differently, everything uh, that happened during the game. Just trying to, you know, try to soak it all in, get over it. With that, the Eagles are undefeated. The Eagles, uh, does the word impress come to your mind or frustrated considering how the Cardinals mm -hmm. handled themselves at the end of that game? That was an NFL game. A lot of times it comes <laughs> down to the two-minute drive. Who's going to execute over the other one? And when we watch the way Arizona finished that game, Kyler Murray, second to ten, he scrambles, he slides, thinks he picks up the first down, doesn't actually pick it up, spikes the ball on third down. Now, it's still a 43-yard field goal attempt. Like, Matt Amendola, like, NFL kicker, no. let's make the kick. But this right here, everybody bash Kyler Murray. Awareness, awareness. But it's on him and the offensive staff standing on the sideline. He's playing in the game. He thinks he picks up the first down. Somebody, he needs to recognize it. Somebody on the sideline needs to recognize it. Hey, run this play. Call the plan. Hey, you didn't get the first down. You didn't get the first down. Hey, we're rolling. We're rolling. Something has to be said. It falls on Kyler Murray's shoulder as a quarterback. Yes. Pick up the first down. Know where you're sliding. Have some awareness. But for everybody on the sideline, he has the helmet on. He's in the game. You're on the sideline. You're relaxed. The people up top, you're supposed to see the game for what it is and control it for what you mm -hmm. can. A couple thoughts. I think it's a collective mistake, obviously, between the team and that. I mean, that's an egregious play. You, you can't see it. Could Kyler have gone, this is me, hindsight, obviously, non-ex non player. Could he have gone forward instead of sliding? Mm -hmm. But if he dives, that's the first down, and then you can spike the ball and all things. Is that not going through your head as a quarterback in that no, moment? No question. And I think he really felt like he had the first down. And when we're watching the game, we have the advantage of that yellow stripe right there. And it's just like, you're so close. Hey, just run another yard. But when you're on the field, like, you don't have a yellow stripe. You think you're at the marker. But this all goes to if he doesn't That's why slide, they pay the big bucks, guys. No question. Yeah, no question. They, that's why they pay the big money. Know and where the marker is. When they sign Cliff Kingsbury to come over and coach the team, he's getting paid a hell of a lot of yeah. money as well. Mm -hmm. And when your quarterback slides and he doesn't pick if up the dies, first down, he has a speaker in his helmet. You didn't get the first down. Run an offensive play. It's that simple. Guys have helmets on their playing games. Coaches are paid to coach. Help the players out. Put them in position to succeed. I guarantee you the guys on the sideline were like, spike it, spike it, spike it. Mm -hmm. So yes, blame Kyler Murray, but blame the coaching staff as well. Good talk. And and there's, there's deep cut conspiracy theories that maybe in the stadium it said first down somewhere. I I didn't see that. Yeah, Kyler hasn't said there. that. That's how this game goes. Yeah. And let's not take it away from the Eagles. You know, Jalen Hurts, that drive you said when you're showing the highlight, seven minutes, 58 seconds. He left a minute 45 left on the clock. But this drive was like, mm. this is what the Eagles want to be. Run the ball. Don't turn the ball over. Don't make They don't need Jalen Hurts to be a fantasy football superstar. They don't need 600 yards through the air, 200 yards rushing. This drive, when they are at the end of the game and it's just methodical, bleed the clock. Keep it going, keep moving the ball, and then they score obviously with Hurts being tough underneath and getting the touchdown. They could win the NFC. I know that's not like a hot take, they're undefeated, but I think a lot of people are waiting for them to fall apart. They were so well coached, they're so competent. Mm -hmm. This is not an easy game. You're on the road, it's a whole long trip, everyone's waiting for you to lose, and the game seemed like it was gonna slip away after the 14-0 mm -hmm. lead. Mm -hmm. Jalen Hurts keeps them together. The guy is not necessarily the same aesthetically as a Mahomes or a Josh mm -hmm. Allen or a Lamar Jackson, but man, do these 
players play for him, and does he get the job done every time they need him in these big spots? I feel like they're in good hands with Jalen Hurts, mm. and he showed it last night. One thing I know, Peter, you wrote in our, our show notes was that he looked really calm mm -hmm. on that drive and just as the game stretched on, and that's because that game felt like a home game, I think, to the Eagles yeah, at really cool. times. It was strange on that eight-minute drive. It was probably kind of quiet. They The fans in Arizona were allowing the Eagles to operate their offense smoothly and soundly. Conversely, when Kyler Murray was confused whether or not he picked up the first down, he probably was taking his hands and putting them over his helmet, as you see, trying to create a soundproof environment in which he could hear plays being called because the Eagles fans were so loud and the Eagles head coach knew what was up. Take a listen. You know, he, I could see him struggling sometimes to make calls. We're in Arizona. Man, goodness gracious. We're, I got a five-hour flight back. We're in Arizona, and it came out the same way. I, I credit the Eagles because 5-0 and is not, like, off to a hot start. Yeah. You know, like, that's yeah. that's not we got out of the gate. 5-0 and is 5-0, is and and I love Sirianni. Like, we're not in Baltimore. We're not in Buffalo. This is Arizona, and that's going to be a huge asset for them. Damn, Kyler Murray can't make that play. Mm. I want the Cardinals to make the jump. I'm so ready for him and for Cliff and for everybody to make the jump. And I'm looking at Cliff afterwards, and he's just saying, you know, we battled, but just didn't get it done. And just copy-paste for every team that just isn't big time yet. You can't make that play. I, I don't think that the whole slide spiking thing, I don't think Lamar would make that play. I don't think Mahomes would make that play. I don't think Josh, I don't know if Jalen Hurts would make that play. I saw Kyler Murray make it, and I think it's twofold. I think the spiking is bad. I think you have to definitely get the first down. We see it a million times on a big moment in a big play. The quarterbacks will dive forward and risk injury because they know what's going to happen. I saw Zach Wilson on the goal line yesterday dive forward and risk injury. You can't slide there. Everybody knows they start marking the ball by where you start your slide. He's definitely short. It's not a first down. It's right there. It's a full yard short. He needs to know that, and then he needs to know that he's short. It's a small-time play. It is a small-time, you're not one of the varsity guys play, and I hate it because I'm ready for Kyler. They just won't do it. They okay. can't make the jump. Jay, logistically, work with me here. He's coming down the left side of the field. Yep. His his head is down. He I know he has to have like awareness of the defenders in front of him. There's not even a glance to your left. Like A, a, a great quarterback, does he just give a quick look at the pylon? He, no, I don't think he do takes that? a glance. Uh, to what Kyle says, in that moment, he probably just doesn't chance it. So like I know yeah. I'm close to the mark. So I'm just going to run and get as many yards as I can. Now, if I'm short, I, I ran as far as I could. They tackled me. But I'm going to put my head down and get it. But I still go back to the fact that he didn't get it. No, Build no. your guys up. That's But 100%. John Elway in the Super Bowl. He's like, I got to get this. So I'm going to dive and get helicoptered. No question. Would I like to see I'm that? I'm putting my head down. I'm running know. forward. And yeah. I'm trying to get the first down. Cannot Eagles are 5-0. and oh, But guys, they are by far not the only hot team in the NFC East. How about them Cowboys? How about them Giants? Yes, Amazing. The NFC East is what we were promised with the AFC West, right? I yes. thought that was supposed to be so good. Micah Parsons was a dominator as always. Who is currently the second best team in the NFC East? Is it Dallas or New York? And are they playing? Let's find out. Stars of LA, next. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Good morning, football! 
The Detroit Lions are heading to Foxborough. Bill Belichick facing off with Jared Goff. Patriots win 29 to zip. So the Vikings came back from London. They opted to not have a bye. We'll see how this goes against Chicago Bears. Justin Fields and the Bears, they were driving, but the Vikings were able to pull one off at home. 29-22, your final. Justin Fields came to play yesterday. I just want to say that. They didn't win. They came to play. Did the Rams come to play? They need a win. They're 2-2, two and two, and the Cowboys can't lose. They cannot lose. They haven't lost in weeks. They're 4-1. and one. The Rams are just spiraling with no help and 10 points to go to 2-3 and three at home. But never mind them. We'll talk about them a little bit. Cooper Rush, my man, has now won four straight games for the Cowboys this season. He has not thrown a single interception. And here's what this legend had to say after the win. Uh, yeah, it's just the job. You know, it's easy right now with us playing defense the way we are and uh, running the ball and makes QB um, a lot easier. And then uh, just trusting in, you know, you've ran this offense for years. Uh, you've watched Dak run it. You run it in preseason camp and stuff for years. So you know how it works. You know what it takes. So you just kind of stick to the plan and it's working out. No, being an accountant is just a job. Being a dental hygienist <laughs> is a job. You are the quarterback for the Cowboys right now, and you haven't lost a game yet this season. Cooper Rush, my goodness. Takeaways from the Cowboys' win on the road. Cooper Rush hasn't lost a game where he started his career. Oh, that's, how, yeah. that's how good he's been. But I think the Cowboys, they figured out their formula. We saw right there in the highlights. There were defensive highlights the whole time. It wasn't the Cowboys' offense. It wasn't C.D. Lamb. Their defense is leading the way. But on top of that, they're running the football. Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard combined for 164 yards rushing. Dak goes down. You know what? They say, hey, we have to run the ball. No, that's what you should be doing. When Dak Prescott comes back and he's healthy, he can grip a football, all that other nonsense, continue to hand the ball off to Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott. Yes, Pollard is the electric one. He's the one breaking the 50-yard touchdowns. Elliott's the one just pounding, pounding, pounding away. Mm -hmm. But continue to hand the ball off to these guys. You figured out what the winning formula is. Go to the house of the Super Bowl winning team, run the ball, eat some clock, and play great defense. That sounds like a recipe for success for the Dallas Cowboys. That's absolutely what they did. That scene for Micah Parsons getting on the Aerodyne, was it? To make sure Aerodyne. Yeah. To make sure that groin stayed loose. Mm -hmm. My goodness. Not a pretty scene, and I know a lot of Cowboys fans are frightened. But then he comes back and plays the way that he did. That is ridiculous. I feel like that was just kind of fun in games for Micah Parsons <laughs> at that point. This is a third-ranked defense for the Dallas Cowboys up until the point this season. This is total football team success right now. Yep. This is a really well-rounded win. I know another team in the NFC East that is playing just as well-rounded football, the Giants. We'll talk about them in a second, but my goodness, they shut down the run, the Rams run game. The Cowboys defense has not allowed more than 20 points in a game this season. Mm. That's incredible. Yeah, It's awesome. M my biggest takeaway is you better not take away Cooper Rush. I'm talking to Jerry. Mm -hmm. Don't do it. You better don't. Don't touch him. Four-game win streak, don't <laughs> touch him. You know, he said, oh, it's just a job. I actually do think for him it's just a job. He is the he is a realtor. He, he works at Petco. He works behind <laughs> the desk. It's fine. It's no big deal. Everything about the tone and the demeanor of this Cowboys team is so perfect. Ugly, scrappy defense. You see Cooper Rush in the press conference. He's got this, like, windbreaker on and a red beard. Dak gets up there. He looks like a senator, like a CEO, and that's great. I love Dak. There's nothing anti-Dak, but I love Cooper Rush. Have you seen Zeke after the game? Zeke was in his feelings about being asked about the quarterback status. Give me the tweet right here. What, is, what did Ezekiel Elliott have to say in the middle of a win streak? When asked about how disrespectful it is to question if Dak Prescott is still the Cowboys starting quarterback. Zeke, we're the Cowboys. People always have something to say about us. Bleep them. All we care about is what's in the locker room, what's in this building. I don't totally understand where he's going with that. I think maybe he's, he's letting he, us know when Dak is healthy, he's the, he will be out there. Okay. 
Cooper had 100 yards. They won the game. Yeah, Cooper yards. never loses and never throws picks. I love it. We're going to digest <laughs> Jack this will all be in week. quarterback um, as soon as he's healthy. Don't touch him. Don't <laughs> touch him, Jerry. What do you got, Peter? I don't know about the Rams right now. I, I know we're talking Cowboys, and we will do that all week. Trust me. I, the Rams are now 2-3. and three. It's their worst start since they were the St. Louis Rams in 2015. Oh, man. oh, wow. And I don't see any help coming along the way. If I'm Odell Beckham, I'm not, like, no. signing oh. with the Rams right now. I, <laughs> I don't see any line of, like, hope or optimism because if it was going to happen, it was going to happen this week after the Monday Night loss where – they got destroyed in a very similar fashion where D'Amico Ryan's defense just bullied them around and Stafford was going to cup every time and Stafford's getting sacked. He's been sacked so many times this season, Stafford. 16 times. Uh, he was sacked five times yesterday. He fumbled twice. Mm-hmm. Allen Robinson had three catches for, I think, seven yards. I don't know where this changes. And quite honestly, they got Carolina this weekend, and that's got to be like the get-right game. Then you have the bye, and then you're like, oh, let's go on our run. What are you telling the team this week? And also, they could lose to Carolina this week. Yeah. I'm also going to say it, Kyle. You could say it. They could. They but could. When you're watching yesterday, that Rams offense, and you think about, like, them rolling out against everyone, I, I don't know. This is the fewest points by reigning Super Bowl champion. Oh, man. And this is, I'm sure, killing McVay. Killing McVay. This is yeah. all, not only are they 2-3, and three, they're 2-3 and three and the offense is putrid. You're the yeah. offensive mastermind. And Mike McCarthy, hats off to you. Dan Quinn, hats off to you. But mm-hmm. my takeaway was the Rams don't look right, and I don't see a silver lining in any of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Where's the help coming? Where's the help I don't coming? Know. And yeah. like, why would it? So they've played some really tough opponents the first five weeks, but okay. we'll see. Another team that's played some tough opponents, maybe the toughest schedule of all, the Buccaneers. They played the Falcons at home, and early on in this game, it was all Buccaneers. They get out to a nice, big, easy lead here. We know that Brady's never lost to the Atlanta Falcons as a pro. 10-0 going into this one. It's 21-0 after the two-point conversion. Then the Falcons come all the way back, and on a huge third down, Grady Jarrett gets a sack. Falcons are getting the ball back, right? Yeah, let's yeah. go. What? That was called a roughing the passer. Arthur Smith dismayed. They would not get the opportunity to get the ball back, and the Buccaneers would win this one 21-15. to Chargers taking on the Browns. Coach Brandon Staley, miss it, miss it, miss it. Browns missed the field goal. Chargers would hang on to the win, 30-28. to All right, maybe the most exciting Dolphins-Jets matchup since the 90s? It's it's been a while. Teddy Bridgewater is in for Tua Tagovailoa, but he would not be for long. Teddy would have to leave the game due to concussion protocols, and seventh-round rookie Skylar Thompson would play for the Dolphins. Guys, the Jets win. They're 3-2. and They break a 12-game division losing streak, 40-17. to Let's hear from the QB1 and the head coach of your New York Jets after another win. You know, we don't even really look at the streak because, like you said, I wasn't here. You know, a lot of these guys weren't here. As It doesn't have a lot to do with a lot of the guys in this room and coaching staff and everything. So we're focused on ourselves, building this legacy, and us, uh, you know, learning and improving every single week. We've got a great mindset. We've got a young group. They, they, they don't flinch. I feel like we get stronger as we go. And uh, especially with, with a young group, the more they see, the faster they get. Mm. You may not have been around when the streak started or aware of it, but it yep. still feels good, I would think, to Hell beat yeah. a divisional team at home and to put your team at 3-2 and two and leave a good taste in everyone's mouth after a Sunday win for the Jets. What do you think about that win? I mean, I, I loved it. It was a nice win for them. And Salah said right there, like, young guys, the more they see, the better they're, they're going to get. And you look at this game on Sunday, the rookies. Sauce Gardner starting off with a sack, getting his first career interception. And then, my goodness, Brees Hall was just 
amazing. Just play after play. Takes a quick swing pass out the backfield. Picks up almost 80 yards on a play. He was just unbelievable. But I think at this point in the season, you start to sit in that meeting room, and the head coach a lot of times will talk to the rookies and say, you know what? You're not rookies anymore. We're five weeks into the season. You've been here all training camp, throughout OTAs. You know what the expectations are. Now we want to see what you can do and go out there and ball. And these two guys, they set the tone. I mean, early on, you think about Sauce Gardner, the sack, it gets Teddy Bridgewater out the game, obviously not intentional. Then he makes a huge interception. They're able to put points on the board. And then Brees Hall throughout the entire game and then closing the game at the end, 40 points they were able to hang on this Dolphins team. Just a good win for them, and the rookies are stepping up all over the field. They are. They have players that pop all the time. Offense, defense, it's Quinn in, the skill skill guys. And then every once in a while, they just go to that shot of the head coach, and and you feel motivated on your couch. Imagine what it feels like being on that sideline. Another take I'm not here for is that they beat up uh, some guy named Skyler for the Dolphins. The Jets have had many, many replacement players and practice squad players and taken L's and taken heat for. They won 40 to 17. That was a big day for the Jets. Zach Wilson, he's not lighting it up, but he looks tough. Mm -hmm. He's this dimple-faced, blue-eyed kid who's putting his head down, and I (laughs) love like it. I like the Jets right now a lot. Listen, a month ago, we were sitting here kind of squirming in our chairs about Robert Sala proclaiming that sure. like, he's got yeah. the receipts. Yeah, yeah. And the vibe that we all think we had at the table was kind of like, why are you doing this? This is kind of like a strange <laughs> thing to be doing. Yeah, like, but... I kind of love it now. Yeah, and it it's like he it worked for the guys Me in too. the room. And it, that's apparently, I think, all he did it for. You know, whatever he the judgment he received, the heat he got on the radio in New York City after he said it, the point is it worked for these guys because he is fired up for them and they're fired up to play for him. Uh, it's so cool. And they're three and two right now. They're right in it and they beat the Dolphins, obviously. Do you know who their best player is? Their best player is an offensive lineman named Elijah Vera Tucker, who they took in the first round. And this guy was dominant yesterday, but he's been dominant all season. This this is an all-pro player. I'll put it right now. He will be an all-pro. And the only issue with him is they don't know what to list him as. So he played left guard last year. They get Lakin Tomlinson. He moves to right guard. Week four this year, he played left tackle. Gave up no sacks and three pressures. Week five moves to right tackle. Gives up no pressures, no sacks. He has played four of the five positions on the offensive line and is absolutely dominant. Like, you don't mention Elijah Vera Tucker in many conversations in sports talk radio, but it's a point to what Joe Douglas is building. Mm-hmm. They've got Quinn and Williams already there. They bring them in. Now they got Elijah Vera Tucker. You got in the trenches yeah, two yeah. great players, and then you decorate it with all the skill guys. Jets have a really good young core. Elijah Vera Tucker might be the best player of all of them. He's an offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. That. Yeah. At a USC, was it last year's draft class? Last year, they traded right? up to 14 to get him, and he's been developing and better than expected. Good for him. That's fantastic. And it's important that he's played all those spots, too. Oh, it helps the Jets. All right, coming up Saquon Barkley and the Giants they go to London and they shock the Packers what we make of this Giants team so much to chew on you go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring your day immediately gets better that crisp fresh unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Good morning, football! 
Did anyone see the Giants getting off to this 4-1 start at this point in the season? I don't think so, but they look good doing it. They beat Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers on the league's biggest stage Sunday morning, live from London. It was a fantastic day of football, but what a way to start that off, Kyle. What did you think about that game? This was awesome. Yeah. This game was done. Yeah. It was over, and Rodgers wins in, in London, and he has a cool press conference afterwards, and he references the great culture around there, <laughs> and these international fans, and it's beautiful. And then the Giants said, hold on a second. Whoa, 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 no. Saquon was out of the game. Uh, Leonard Williams left the game. The Giants' top two corners left the game. It's a wrap. A wrap. And then they just said, no, we believe in this coach, and we believe in ourselves, and they started making plays. I found this highly improbable, incredibly cool, yeah. and especially at the end. All right, you batted one Rodgers pass down. You're going to blitz Rodgers? Are you sure? Yeah, we're going to blitz him, and we're going to bat another pass down. This Giants team doesn't care what they're supposed to do, what they're not supposed to do. It's contagious just watching them. Honestly, they have a lot of the same energy that the Jets have right now, where there's this cool coach that people just love, and they're playing hard for him, and Saquon is a wizard, and it's beautiful. I love it. Love it. Danny Dimes. All right. Danny Dimes <laughs> gets hurt last week, ankle rolled up on, leaves the game. Tyrod comes in, gets a concussion. Danny Dimes goes, no, I got it. I'll go in. I'll just hand the ball off. My ankle's too messed up. Takes this long flight across the pond, gets to London, and helps the Giants gut out a victory. Like Kyle just said, Saquon gets hurt in this game, and Daniel Jones goes in there and puts a drive together, marches him all the way down the field, hitting Slayton a bunch of times. Slayton, a guy who was kind of thrown to the wolves, wasn't playing at all, stepped up big in this game as well. They end up capping off that drive with a touchdown run up the middle from Brightwell. Daniel Jones just showed up, and it wasn't amazing. He was 21 of 27, 200 yards. Dable even went out of his way in a presser to say the quarterback had a hell of a game, and he's had a few of them this year. Nice. And he doesn't always get the credit, but you can tell that atmosphere, everything they had. And, I mean, Jamie, you referenced it last week. You yeah. talked about Daniel Jones, and you talked about a bloody sock. Can we hear what Jamie had to say last week Let's go. in reference to Daniel Jones? You need to have, and stick with me here, Yankees fans, a Kurt Schilling-like performance. I need to see blood on the sock from Daniel Jones. <laughs> if there is a chance, you could secure a legendary status mm. if you go to London and beat the Packers <laughs> sure. on like a 70% ankle, and then you become that guy. All right, so how we got to seeing the blood, a little different oh than with Kurt Schilling on the bump, but go with me here. Again, Daniel Jones, you see it. You saw the blood it had to go places with his teammates, and it traveled. But that just, I mean, that's toughness. And that that got a win. Earlier this season, we were talking about what Daniel Jones needs to do to, to secure, uh, secure his bag, if you will, with the New York Giants. And it wasn't just be a quarterback on a team that makes the playoffs and has a couple playoff right. wins. <laughs> it's like be the guy yep. who got them there. And Saquon Barkley is playing fantastic, and their defense is doing a good job. But, like, Daniel Jones is very much embodying the quarterback that we hadn't really seen from him up mm -hmm. until this point. And I love that scene. And everyone was on Twitter like, oh, his hand, his hand. Like, that's yeah. just toughness. Had nothing to do with this ankle. I thought it was awesome. Mm. Yeah, they're so well coached. Yeah. That's yeah. the thing. And it's like you're watching this game, and it's it's there's all those players down, like you mentioned, the injuries, and yet they're down 14 points and they don't waver. And like that is a sign of a well-coached team. And they have an identity. They're tough. They're tough. They run the ball. They're old school giants. And on defense, Wink sends the dogs, but they all are stepping up and they play such disciplined football. I, I love this for the Giants franchise because it's been a rotating doors of head coaches and offensive coordinators. And there's our guy Mike Kafka, former Northwestern quarterback, is their offensive coordinator now. Dayball, what's going to go viral is him celebrating and him pumping up the crowd yeah. and, and them dancing. 
But their game plans are so tight, they're so disciplined, they don't hurt themselves, and they're winning games based on playing really tough, smart, disciplined football. And as much as I love to go old school, that's what the Parcells Giants did, that's what the Coughlin Giants did, that's New York Giants football. And it wasn't just that they won that game. They won that game with all their players getting injured, mm -hmm. And they won that game after coming back down, and they did it to Aaron Rodgers. Mm -hmm. of all yeah. that. That's rare stuff, and that's a coach that has his team believing. Mm -hmm. That's a team that isn't looking across the field at like who the opponent is and how mm -hmm. what a classic franchise organization quarterback it is, and they just put their heads on. They just won the game. I know! I know! <laughs> Good. This sweatshirt is from a Friends episode. Uh, the Giants Ian's going to be dancing in front of a fountain yeah. when we go to a the, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Giants win over the Packers was the second game in the NFL's international series. Um, there's one more London game on the way. It's week eight, a little later this month. Broncos, Jaguars, that game will be played at Wembley Stadium. Then in week 10, it'll be the NFL's first ever game in Germany. Oh, we're going to be there. Question oh, mark. Yeah. The Seahawks take on Tom Brady and the Buccaneers in Munich. And then uh, week 11, we wrap up our international games from Mexico City. That's Monday Night Football between the 49ers and the Cardinals. Cool. Can't wait. We're going to go to Munich. We're going. Um, Jason's going to be singing Edelweiss. It's going to be <laughs> awesome. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.